Hi, welcome to the Fat Geek Became Fit podcast. This is a podcast designed for IT workers, computer geeks, cubicle dwellers, and desk workers. It is hosted by someone who is all of the above, sharing healthy hacks and Jedi mind tricks on how to make healthy living fun, setting mini milestones that get you where you want to be and more. My name is Noel Lavier and I'm your host. The episode we're going to be doing today is called How I Lost Weight the First Time. I have a quick little side note. This says I was once a football, a pig, and uh, I owe a lot of my success to a few significant people that I met along the way. So I'm going to go straight into um, the story here, uh, and I'll give a little uh, news towards the end. So just to give you some backstory, I was always a very skinny kid growing up. Um, my mom cooked very healthy, balanced meals. And, um, you know, I, I'm one of those people that took that sort of thing for granted because it was just always available. Um, and I was an active kid too. So I really didn't know, you know, how to sort of be healthy or, or do things to be healthy. I just sort of had it all handed to me, or at least I was, you know, um, given all these, all the types of opportunities a lot of um, people get, but um, you know we don't really understand that we're we're getting healthy meals and stuff like that. But uh, whereas a lot of people out there, they they don't, you know, they don't get good meals and they don't get good nutrition. And they're brought up um, in really not so good conditions. So I definitely feel blessed with the um, upbringing I had. Um, I was the type of person I could eat a lot. I could out eat most people that I uh, had in my family. I was a type of kid where, you know, if we got together with family, with cousins and stuff, I would have like eating contests with all my cousins and I would beat them hands down. And we would just have fun with, you know, things like that. Um, but, you know, I was just this sort of active, pretty busy guy all throughout my, um, my life, uh, throughout high school and, 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 it wasn't until my mid twenties that I actually went back to school. And, um, when I went back to school, I studied a lot in the computer lab. I was studying computer science and I was there for hours upon hours. I sat in the computer lab, just working on my assignments. If I wasn't there, I was in the library, you know, studying there. So, you know, I would, I would be there so late that I'd be like the last one leaving. I'd be the one getting kicked out of either the library or the computer lab or, or when the library closed, then I went to the computer lab for another hour and that was sort of my existence. Um, so, you know, I got a job at the tail end of my, um, well, towards the end of my schooling, uh, my college um, courses, I was wanting to get a job. So I got a job and this was in the year 2000. And it was for those of you who know, it was towards the end of the dot com boom. And, um, back in those days and it's sort of the, this way now but especially back in those days um all these dot-com companies they would just they would totally spoil their employees with food and just little sort of things to make the workplace fun like ping pong tables and all sorts of crazy stuff that uh, made it feel more like a playground but i definitely would partake in all the food um 
you know, I would dine out across the street. There was a restaurant over there that served my favorite, um, you know, ethnic cuisine that I, I'd had no idea how to cook it myself, but I, I loved it because it was just something so different and exotic and delicious. And I tried to eat there several times a week and I would just have to go across the street and there, there the place was. So I was like this kind of guy that just showed up, worked a lot. I worked like crazy. Um, and I just basically ate whatever I needed to get through the day. Um, it wasn't about nutrition. It was about productivity. Um, and I got so extreme that I was like, you know, just eating whatever I was cutting myself away from all my friends. Um, I even told my girlfriend, I couldn't see her much. And, um, I think some of the people listening to this would probably be able to relate when you're, you know, trying to pursue a goal, you have to kind of buckle down a bit. But, um, I think I took, I took it to the extreme. Um, and just, I, I had a conversation with my girlfriend just said, you know, this is, we got to sort of just buckle down and you're going to school. I'm working. We just have to sort of, um, take a break. And so she agreed. I kind of like convinced her. Um, but you know, I was just really going full out with my foot on the pedal, excuse me, and just pushing myself. Um, and I was just eating all this food that was more like eating stimulants, like, um, sugar and stuff and barely moving at my desk. I would just sit there all day long for hours and, and I gained a lot of weight, gained a ton of weight. Um, so I was in big trouble. And, uh, then at the end of, and then, you know, this was, I, this went on for like almost a good five, six months. And then I lost my job. Um, now what happened is the dot-com bubble, it burst and tons of companies were going down and it was in the news and I was still taking classes part-time at my school. And so my schoolmates were saying jokes to me. They were saying like, Hey, yeah, has your company gone broke yet? And I was kind of oblivious to the whole thing. I kind of knew what was going on, but I just sort of felt like how bad can it really be? But then all the venture capital for the company I was working for it, it dried up and they couldn't pay people anymore. And so, um, so I was out of a job out of all, after all that, you know, just, just steady grinding work. Um, I was out of a job. So, um, I thought my, uh, the manager, my mentor who hired me, um, at my first job out of school, I, th I thought like, okay, well, this is it. Like it was nice that I got a chance or opportunity from him, but I thought this is it. I'm, I'm done. I'll never really see him again. I didn't really know how the world works in terms of networking and things like that. But, um, it was just over a year of me being laid off um, that he actually called me. So I got laid off and then about a year and a little bit passed and then I got a phone call from him. And so he asked me to come uh, work for him at a health and fitness company of all places. Um, and he wanted to hire me as a, net, uh, as a database administrator. So he originally hired me at the at my first job out of school as a network administrator with some work um, doing with um, Oracle databases. Um, but now he was actually hiring me to be like a fully fledged Oracle database administrator. And to me, that was just like that had been everything I'd been working up to at this point, uh, at that point. And I was just like, I'm jumping at this. I totally jumped at the chance. Um and I'd been studying um, Oracle Database Administration. I was recently certified in it. Back then, I had just been certified as an Oracle DBA. And I had been working as a, I was currently working as a database analyst. 
And um, I loved working with databases, which is this huge passion of mine. So um, like I was the kind of guy who just, I loved writing queries. I just love joining tables and answering all sorts of crazy questions and that were asked of the database. And so when he told me that they had an opening, I was just like, okay, for sure. I, at least I got to look at this and, and if I can get it, that's, that's wonderful. So, um, I was super stoked because even back then, 2002, um, was the time when I got hired, um, at this new company that was that was like when oracle oracle was king i mean and and you can sort of argue that it sort of still is but there's a lot of new stuff happening with database um technology these days and um so back then it was just this major opportunity so i joined the company and um, everyone on the it team that i was working with they were super nice i loved them and and we got along well we kind of instantly kicked it off uh, kicked off uh, well, you know, just gelled well as a team. Um, but the funny thing is that because this was a health and wellness company, health and fitness company, you know, there's all these other people, you know, kind of working there and they were just really weird. They were different. Um, it was basically just a bunch of health freaks and, um, or health geeks. And, you know, they worked out, uh, they cared about what they ate. Um, they were excited about playing sports um, to me, that was just super weird, like just, just like other world weird. Um, and I thought to myself, like, you know, how am I going to work with these people? Like these guys are just totally different. I liked, I liked being active. I liked skateboarding when I was a kid. That was my sport. I didn't like, you know, I didn't like any sort of group sports. So to meet people like this, who are way more energetic or, or, um, uh, socially kind of um, sportsy kind of thing. I was just like, this is, this is not me. And I just felt really kind of weird around them. Um, and to take it even further, I was basically paired up with a really brilliant uh, nutritionist and exercise expert. Uh, and he was, he was a very academic man. He was so bright and so passionate about what he did. He just totally loved his work and he was my partner. Um, and what we were supposed to do. Um, and, and another thing about him is like, he didn't, I, I was, this was all down in Los Angeles. I was working down there and when he was not visiting Los Angeles, he didn't actually live there. He was from Colorado. And like he lived in a remote cabin with his family, he had like a couple little kids, I think at least one. And, um, you know, when he was, he was in his forties, but he looked amazing, amazing. Um, and he told me stories about how he would chop wood, you know, for his, you know, to heat his cabin, he, to heat his home. But like for him, chopping wood was fun. Like that was just like, he was just a very active, brilliant man. He's like a professor, but also like kind of like a athlete jock. I think he had done several Ironmans and like, he was just, he was like a man's man, like a smart man, but also very athletic and just very kind man, not cocky, very humble, very nice. So, um, you know, it was just this amazing opportunity to actually sit with him. And, you know, like I said, he was in his forties, I was in my twenties. Um, <laughs> he was really in shape and I was basically just short of being like a lard ass. Sorry for the expression, but that was a reality of it. Like I was really kind of out of shape and just not in a good place uh, health wise. Um, so 
you know, he just, he was so passionate about helping people, especially kids. Um, and he would, you know, he was educating me. Like he would just sort of tell me stories about how, you know, he saw this epidemic of um, type two diabetes coming for children and that there are so many cases of type two diabetes happening with little kids, you know, that normally if you would have like put them in a generation before, they would never have had that problem. But we were living in an era back then and it's probably worse now where kids are just not active and um, they're eating all sorts of terrible food and um, you know, their diets have so much sugar and they're, they don't, they kind of don't stand much of a chance unless there's some serious shift. So he, it's kind of like his life mission to make a difference in their lives. And he was just, he would share this stuff with me. Like he was so passionate that he, he wanted me to know where he was coming from. So I, I totally appreciated that. So in this partnership I had with him, um, my job was to basically convert his ideas into workable applications uh, that ran on a web browser, uh, something that we would sell to um, aspiring um, athletes or just people that wanted to get into shape. So I would sit with him for days, you know, listening to him describe um, his different theories and we would review um reams of his spreadsheets he had tons of spreadsheets with all sorts of data that would kind of like almost like um data that would drive applications it was like metadata to sort of explain how um working uh exercise programs should be structured and how they should basically behave so it was like a metadata library that he had created based on his research and his theory so we wrote an application together that would take all of his concepts um, and convert them into a diet plan as well as a cardio exercise plan. And um, there was a strength exercise program that would sort of plug into this that was written by somebody else. But, um, you know, it was just a really amazing experience to, to build something amazing using Oracle software, um, but also just to meet somebody as amazing as, as him. And just to be able to kind of like, you know, be influenced by his passion and by his his way of looking at life. So then the crazy thing is that the company got acquired and then um, the people who came in to take over the management, they laid me off. And so for about three months, um, I was basically just in my at home and I was down there with a work visa. So I couldn't... Re- the only way for me to actually um, get another job would be to get interviewed and then have them sponsor me. Um, and then I would be able to work down there. Um, so I was kind of like in this l- weird limbo state. I didn't have the freedom of a typical person living down there because I'm Canadian and, and living in the States is a weird kind of thing. But my workmates, they were always petitioning that I should be brought back into the team and, and you know, the man that fired me, he would hear from my coworkers. They would be just nagging him like daily, literally daily, if not several times a day about how they needed me to return um, because something was breaking or something that they didn't know about that I knew about. You know, they were just like, we need Noel back because this whole thing's going to cave in on us if we don't have him. And then he was trying to get some of his own people to do it, but then they didn't really understand it because they didn't know Oracle. They knew some other technology. So finally, after they nagged him incessantly, um, he agreed to bring me back. Um, And I I think it was just to shut them up and to appease them and just kind of get on with work. 
So I returned to work. It was about three months that I was sitting at home. And, you know, during this time I was sort of semi-depressed. I was kind of like bored, but a little depressed, I guess. And, um, it was funny because when they saw me, when my coworker saw me again, they just, they were shocked because I had put on like a ton of weight. And so, um, you know, they were just like, what happened to you? You know, and one guy, one of the guys, he was from India and he said to me with, you know, he, it was just funny. Cause like, you know, the way he kind of talked was just a little kind of funny because the words he chose, but he said, you look like a football that's been pumped up too much. So we had all a good laugh, but I, I kind of realized like, you know, just for them to say that stuff, I was laughing at it and we were all kind of laughing and happy to be together again. But, you know, it was, um, kind of a shock to, or just a reality check, like that I was not on the right track. So, and I'd been living a pretty crazy life in terms of not crazy, like, um, you know, anything too destructive, but like I was, you know, eating like four chocolate bars a day and eating big meals or just eating like the wrong kind of foods. And, um, you know, another workmate of mine, like at one point we were talking <laughs> and he said, we we're talking about food or something like that. And he just referred to me like, he's like, yeah, you're a pig. Cause like he saw how much I could eat. So anyway, it was, it was pretty humbling to realize like, you know, the way my coworkers see me, you know, they kind of see me as this big fat kind of slob almost. So I, I didn't like that. Um, but yeah, so then um, I realized that there was, you know, some consequences that I was, I was reaping the consequences of my unhealthy uh, lifestyle choices, um, you know, eating whatever I wanted to and barely moving was not helping. And I wanted to get back to my thin, skinny self, you know, that was who I was for the majority of my life leading up to my professional uh, experience as a computer person. I didn't want to feel overweight and sluggish anymore. I wanted to feel like my old sort of thin, sort of, I don't know, agile self. Um, all my clothes were tight. I started having to buy like bigger clothes that were comfortable. Um, you know, I just wanted to get back. I wanted to stop um, being the way I was as a fat person. And I wanted my, I, I just wanted my good health back. Not, I didn't want to stay with bad health. So, um, you know, I think the fact that I was with these health people, these health freaks uh, that I worked with, it must have like practically brainwashed me. And in a sense, you know, that I was just there, I was interacting with them. We were talking about health all day long. Um, you know, they're so passionate about it, you know, it kind of rubs off. And then, you know, I, I started actually wanting to get in shape. You know, it became this urge in me, like never before did I actually want to be an athlete or be athletic in any way. I always kind of laughed at athletes or sport people. I thought they were just sort of a little too, I just didn't get it. I thought like, why are you so like excited about something like this? Like, aren't there better things to be excited about? That was kind of my mindset, but I was starting to feel something of the way of like this urge or this impulse, this desire to to get in shape so um but the problem i had was that I, I had no context and no foundation and no background of how the heck to actually pull that off like how do i where do i start 
how is this going to even work? Um, and I just felt like even though there was people around me who I could ask for help, uh, there was a lot of fit people. Um, it just didn't feel feasible. I didn't feel like I could, you know, sometimes when you want to ask people something, you just don't even know how to ask the question or you just feel like you're, you're just dropped fresh off a boat and you speak a different language or something like that. I didn't know how, I didn't know if they would even understand me. And I just felt if I try to like engage, I just don't want to bother anyone because it just felt, it almost felt like futile. Like it, I can, can't even express myself properly. And I was articulate enough, but it just felt like it just, I, somehow I wouldn't be able to get it across. Um, but then there was this, this thing that just happened one day where all of a sudden the company announced that it was going to be publishing some very small mini fitness books. And they almost look like a reader's digest for anybody who knows what that is. It's like a small, small magazine. Uh, it's not like a full eight by 11, but it's more like a kind of like half that size. It's narrower and it, uh, it's, yeah, a little mini magazine and inside are like these color, colorful graphic articles and really nice design, nice layout, really beautiful um, design, beautiful glossy pictures of these vivid, healthy looking people. And um, they covered all sorts of things, like just all these different topics of getting in shape, eating right, how to sleep well, how to think right, how to sort of perceive getting in shape and I was just like wow and they covered everything from how to eat protein for cheaper than going out and buying a bunch of expensive steaks like how to actually get cheap protein and then um, and then all sorts of other things power foods they talked about all the power foods that you should be eating that people don't know about techniques on how to work out um, it was amazing. Like this book was just perfect for somebody like me because I just was clueless. I had no clue how to eat better, how to work out. I was just, I was raised in kind of this easy lifestyle where my mom just cooked healthy foods and I benefited from them, but I had no clue that I was so blessed at the time. And the other kids were sort of probably malnourished. Um, so I took a copy of this, this small mini magazine um, and it changed my life. Um, I, I'm so sad I lost it. Um, I always remember just like spending free time just flipping through it and looking at the pictures and reading it and just going over the articles over and over and over again. And I just treasured that book. It's like, you know, something, you know, how sometimes you just have that one thing that you just love to sort of like look at. You just, all it is is a magazine, but it, to me, it was just like, I just liked having it around. I liked picking it up and looking at it, reading it. it just To me, it was just like my little health Bible. Yeah, so I started following the eating guide. I basically started with that. So I would go out to the grocery store and pick up like tons of raw foods, vegetables, like strawberries, olives, natural peanut butter, blueberries, yogurt, plain yogurt. Uh, skim milk, cheese, prunes, uh, cottage cheese. That was a big one. That was like a low, uh, like skim cottage cheese. That was like a perfect um, low cost uh, protein source. Hummus, spinach, walnuts. I heard that walnuts were super great for the brain and thinking. And I, I totally attest to that because I felt like I was able to think more clearly after eating almonds. Um, so I started eating this way. 
and I, I loved it. <clears throat> and then I would come home at lunchtime and I'd go to my gym. My, there was a, a, a gym in my apartment building. So I'd just go there on my lunch breaks. Um, I would drive home and I would do three sets of exercises during my break. And I wouldn't even change out of my work clothes. Like I'd literally show up with my jeans and a dress shirt and my shoes, not gym shoes, but kind of like casual dress shoes. And I would just do three sets of uh, bench press, shoulder press, seated rows, leg press, lat pull downs, curls. I mean, those are kind of the basic things that you can get from most of those types of machines. And um, those kind of like all-in-one uh, exercise machine things. Um, and I would do that. And I did that five days a week, five lunches a week. And then I started getting up at six in the morning and um, I would just go on this uh, incline exercise bike for 30 minutes and I'd be watching MTV uh, music videos. Um, Kelly Clarkson, Since You've Been Gone, that was like a big song at the time and that would always be playing every morning and I just totally love that song. So I'd just, I'd be really pushing myself on the exercise bike. Um, I would do, in, and I did interval programs. Um, I was told by one of the health freaks that I worked with um, that interval program is like the best, you know, because you do one minute of intense, you know, work where you're just pedaling like mad and you're pushing against some heavy resistance. And then after one minute of that, then you have one minute of rest. And so um, I loved it. I sweat so much, like crazy. These beads of sweat would just be pouring off my arms by the end of it. And I did it for 30 minutes. And, um, you know, my coworker, the health freak, he would tell me stories about how he would, he would, uh, bike from, I think Santa Barbara or some crazy, I don't know, some, somewhere North of LA, he would bike there from there to work to Los Angeles every day or some crazy thing like that. But he said do he said, most people say do 20 minutes of cardio. And he said, but why do 20 when you can do 30? Like just give yourself an extra 10 and you'll, you'll be happy you did. So basically I was like, well, okay, here, this, this guy's the expert. So I did it. And um, so now I was basically doing five days of exercise in the gym, um, my lunch breaks. And then I would, um, you know, get up at six in the morning and do my, my interval training on the exercise bike uh, while watching the MTV videos and, um, and it was awesome. Like once I got off that bike, like I was just, I was so winded and I would just basically get up, leave the gym. I needed to kind of do something to cool down. So I'd basically just walk out the front door of my apartment complex and living in Los Angeles, like it's warm down there. So you don't have to worry about getting cold and stuff, but I would basically walk down a block and there was a grocery store there and I would walk into the grocery store. I'd buy something that I needed or whatever and then I walked back home and it was just sort of my cool down moment. So it was just, it was a really awesome kind of way to start the day. Uh, and then, you know, I continued eating all these healthy power foods and I was reading my book and my, my mini, mini health book. And I loved rollerblading. A lot of Canadians love skating and, you know, on ice and I was never really a big ice skater, but I was definitely a big rollerblader. I love rollerblading. So 
I decided to get into that down there in LA. And so, um, after work, after, um, maybe, um, a few times a week, sometimes four times, I would drive down where I was living. I would drive through this Canyon, um, and basically land out in Pacific Palisades, uh, area in, uh, just, uh, South of Malibu and, um, on the Pacific coast highway and I'd park at Pacific Palisades and I would, uh, skate along the, um, I don't know what it's called, but it's basically the sidewalk that goes along PCH. And I would skate um, basically all the way past Santa Monica and then past Venice Beach and then all the way to Marina del Rey. And um, Marina del Rey is a nice little area. They have, There's a restaurant right there, I think, on Washington and Marina del Rey or something like that, or maybe it was Jefferson, but there's a small little stand there that sells like hot dogs and uh, carrot sticks and celery. So I'd buy some carrot sticks and celery and I'd sit there, catch my breath, eat those. And then I'd be on my way back to the car, basically rollerblade back. That was like 11 miles. I think that whole uh, run. Um, yeah. So this, I'm going to have to stop for a second here and restart the recording because uh, I've been talking for half an hour, so I'm just going to pause this for a second, and I'll be right back. All right, I'm back. It's always my goal to try to keep this under half an hour, but it's uh, I'm still just getting used to doing podcasts and just trying to keep my, my content down. Um, so... Yeah, the funny thing is that, you know, I, I had this amazing experience getting into shape. Um, and by the end of it, I was in incredible shape. Like, I couldn't believe it. I had muscles that I never knew I could develop and get bigger. And um, I just felt really kind of good. Um, but the funny thing is that, you know, the coworkers, my workmates, um, who were not in shape, who basically were just sort of living their regular lives. They, you know, they kind of looked at me a little differently. It was just felt a little awkward because all of a sudden here I am, this really fit guy used to be kind of a chubby guy and my coworkers were chubby, some of them anyway, but just not in shape. And then here I am a very fit guy and um, it just felt a little bit weird. Like um, I felt a little bit out of place. Like it just, it, it's almost like um, we were still friends. There were still good things between us, but it just felt as if like just a kind of a weird fit. Um, and I kind of felt like I was just defecting from, you know, the previous crowd that I was with. Um, so, I mean, that was, that was a little strange, but I mean, we, we were still buddies and stuff and we were still doing stuff together, but it just, it just felt like as if I'm, I'm kind of going on a different path. Um, but yeah, I was definitely in the best shape of my life. Um, I remember returning to Vancouver and I was visiting during Canadian Thanksgiving. Um, that's basically like, like about a month before the U S Thanksgiving. And my sister saw me, um, and she was just totally shocked. And she said, you look so confident. And even I was shocked. I mean, I just, I never felt like this before. And I never felt like this in terms of health and just mental clarity and just so many 
so many levels. It was such a better experience. Uh, I felt very in control of my life and my health. Um, and I basically had, I had my sort of health back that I felt like it was gone for many years, like just being, being thin again, though I was muscular, I felt like I had my health back. I departed from my health for quite a number of years, but I regained it. And I was just I was so happy, so happy being back. Um, I remember there was this one college English professor. Um, he had a story about him going on a huge bike ride. And um, he, you know, he would tell us about how he loved um, fitness. And, you know, he was speaking with his wife after this long bike ride. And he basically said to her, he says, like, I feel so good right now. You could just stab me with a fork and I'd still be happy. And when he told me that story, I was like, I just don't get it. Like, what is he even talking about? But then, you know, after getting into shape, I realized what he kind of meant. Like, you know, after working out and after getting into shape, it's just, it's such a amazing feeling. Um, so yeah, I, I totally, uh, could kind of relate with what he was saying. Um, Yep. So anyway, that's, uh, that's the podcast for today. I just wanted to share that story about how I actually kind of got in shape for the first time after being really heavy. Um, now I did have a lot of relapses where I went back into being a heavy guy. And so I'm going to go into, um, some, some of that, uh, in future episodes, but for now, I just want to at least give you kind of an idea of like how it kind of worked for me the first time around. And I hope that gives you some ideas too. Um, a lot of it is environment. A lot of it is how you're thinking. And quite frankly, I think a lot of it, when I say environment, like the people you hang out with, the people that are influencing you, they'll have a huge effect on, um, you know, kind of how you're thinking and what you're kind of striving for. So not, I had no interest to be hanging out with athletic people or, or healthy people that wasn't my focus whatsoever, but I kind of had to be with them, but I'm grateful I did. I gained a lot, not just being fit, but also making some friends and just kind of seeing how the other side lives and how they think. And I really didn't understand them before, but I felt like I was able to appreciate them. And I feel like they were able to appreciate sort of where I was coming from as well. So anyway, so that's basically um, the episode for today. Um, I'll be, uh, you know, going into more uh, subjects uh, in the next episodes. Um, the first episode, this is episode number three, and I'm just basically, I want to share this kind of information to help people who are basically in my predicament of basically, you know, being a desk-bound kind of office worker, computer geek, nerd, cubicle dweller, whatever you want to call them call us or call myself and I still work in a desk job. So I want to, you know, just share like that there is a way to be healthy, even in those situations. Um, you know, there's, there's healthy ways to go about it. Um, I'm going to go way more into that in future episodes. And, um, I'm actually writing a book about this too. So stay tuned on, um, that it goes into, the last um, way in which I've lost weight, which has been a great way, and that's uh, been a, a really um, good sticking um, uh, approach to uh, getting in shape and maintaining. So I'm going to be releasing that book uh, hopefully in the next four weeks. I'm just getting things lined up. Like I just got the um, 
the designed book back from the uh, graphic designer who actually did a really great job at putting it together and making it look really super and, and nicely packaged. And so, yep. Um, and then I've gotten some images back that just help to sort of like show it on the website so people can kind of get a feel for what it is so that it becomes, you know, interesting for people to want to actually download. And, and this podcast is another way to just sort of raise some awareness and kind of tell people about who I am. And so people can go look at that and, and download it. So I don't have a, a URL or a link to share on that yet, but um, just because it's not totally done, but it's been a neat experience. And I'm going to even share some, you know, stories about how just the steps, like how to actually publish a book. Um, I wanted to publish this for the sake of, you know, helping people and just, you know, creating a, a, a platform for me to reach out to people. And because I feel like I've been able to, do something for myself and I don't want it just to stay with me. I want other people to experience this sense of freedom of freedom from being overweight and freedom from like a, a destiny of, um, you know, bad health and the types of things that, you know, have medical complications that come from bad health. I, I really want to help people so they can get out of that and they can see that there's a, a, a path or like a, a roadmap to get out of that. So yeah, that's what this whole thing is for this, this podcast is to create a way to create awareness and hopefully gives you guys something, you know, to laugh out, laugh about some of these things, uh, hopefully are enjoyable to hear about, but anyway, I will, um, I will end it here. Uh, please stay tuned for the next episodes on the way. Um, the next episode is, uh, going to be titled, let's see here. Okay, she married a lean guy who became a fat geek. Okay, that's basically how I met my wife. Um, and I was really lean and in shape at the time. But then it talks about where there, I'm going to go into sort of the different things that happened that led up to me becoming an overweight blob after I got married. And so my wife sort of saw me go from a really kind of pretty handsome, lean, in shape guy to a kind of a fat, overweight you know, slobby kind of guy. Unfortunately, that was <laughs> what happened. But anyway, um, so yeah, stay tuned for that one. And I uh, wish you all a great day. And um, yep, have a great day. And we'll hopefully see you in the future. Okay, bye for now.